Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to record it live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is, uh, is that Rosalind? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Okay, you're talking low, okay. That's my voice. <laughs> Let me, um, got to go to another computer. Praise Lord. Praise Lord, Apostle, how are you? I'm well. Yourself? Good. Good. Welcome to the call, and uh, thank God for... Um, who else is on the call? Uh, Rosalind Collender? Yes. And um, we'll wait a few moments for uh, others to come on. How's everybody's day? Good. All right. Um Sir, would you uh, uh, offer prayer, please? Yes. <clears throat> Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather before your throne once again to discuss things of the kingdom that you would reveal unto us. Lord, we just ask you to bless this time that it would be beneficial to us and that you would get all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. So um, we come tonight to the uh, round table, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing uh, tonight from uh, Baron Lacey. And I'm not sure if she's on yet. Um, I am. Thank God. Oh, okay. Amen. Bless you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Amen. Good. I'm good. Good. We hope that everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And wonderful week, and um, I greet you all, amen, night in Jesus' name, and um, just uh, going to talk here for a few moments. That's fine. Uh-oh, you went out. We are, amen, uh, blessed to see the uh, end of the year coming. And we thank God for his faithfulness of doing um, this year and in our lives. Everybody knows that this call is uh, really for the edification of uh, leadership and uh, the body of Christ. And tonight I'm so honored <clears throat> to have um, uh, Sister Lacey, amen, to come on. And um, I believe that uh, there's a wealth of uh, information and uh, revelation and treasure, amen, that uh, is deposited in her and she's going to release, amen, for us. As you all know, um, um, we want to be, you know, 
We want the Lord, amen, to direct what happens on the call and also afford you all an opportunity to have comments, feedback, <coughs> remarks, questions. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're asking for everybody to, amen, have some kind of remarks, some kind of feedback at the end, everyone. Uh, so uh, I, I thank the Lord, amen, again for uh, uh, Sister Lacey uh, agreeing to come on this call. I've been wanting her to do it uh, for some time. I just uh, got to around to asking her. And at this time, amen, we present amen to you all. Uh, Vera Lacey, amen, I pass this invisible microphone to you, woman of God. And um, it, we are in your, uh, we're in the sound of your voice. God bless you. God bless. Thank you, Apostle. Uh, I just want to say greetings to everyone that's on tonight. Um, I'm thankful and I'm honored uh, to be on tonight and to be facilitating, as Apostle said, this call. Um, I wanted to sh- to talk tonight about um, the last, the last. Uh, well, the last one that I was on, the round table that I was on, Apostle had um, given exhortation on the scripture in Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter and the fourteenth verse. And as he was giving um, words in regards to that scripture and what he was, you know, touching from the Lord in regards to the people of God and us praying and us seeking and the intercessors, all these different um, things came up in the conversation. As he was talking, the scripture kept coming to me in Matthew, the 24th chapter and the 12th verse. And that's what I wanted to just kind of talk about tonight. Um, The verse reads, let's see, I'm going to read it in the King James Version. It reads, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Um, the that scripture, this scripture, the twenty fourth chapter and the twelfth verse kept coming to me as we was as he was speaking. I believe it was on the ninth of November when the round table went forth, and um, the scripture just kept coming to me in the fact in the in the context of the believers because Second Chronicles the seventh chapter and the fourteenth verse talks about if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves, not the wicked people, not the people that are doing wrong, not the people that are, you know, um, have the control or, or seem to have the control, but if my people, those that I've chosen, um, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, um, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, he would hear from heaven and he would heal the land. Uh, he would hear and he would heal the land. And when I read the 24th chapter of Matthew and the 12th verse, and when it says, because iniquity, because of the increase of wickedness, the NIV version says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of, of many will, will wax cold. Um, wicked, the iniquity is the sin of wickedness, evil, and it, it speaks of it as a crookedness. And we as as people of God, we as the body of Christ, we as those that are chosen, we tend 
I know I tend to without knowing it. Well, I'm saying we have this thing where we can ignore the little things and just say, oh, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, that's not going to hinder what because I'm gifted. I'm called of God, so I can do this, and God will wink at it. And he won't, you know, God's not paying attention to that because I'm gifted, and he called me. Um, but it says because of iniquity, the wickedness, the crookedness, the perverseness, um, that which is not straight or upright. Um, and it's easy to get a, a little crook in involved in our lives and not be able to notice it because it's not big. Uh, when I was coming up in, in church, the, the big sins were the fornicators, those that smoke, those that drink, those that cuss. They were the big sinners. And so um, anything else you did, you could cuss somebody out and, you know, oh, that wasn't a sin. They just got on my nerves and I just gave them a piece of my mind. But the Bible talks about the iniquity abounding, things that just sit, sit there and you say, there's nothing wrong with this, you know, and we're not saying, God, is this wrong? Lord, is this what you would have me to do? Is this how you want me to be? But because of iniquity abounding, the love of many, the reason I don't love like I should love, I don't feel like I should feel toward my brother or toward my sister or toward the president, even though he's doing wrong, there's still love that is there, that is supposed to be there. Um, and there's still that call to, of God for us to pray for them, you know, and not just pray with words and saying, well, God, you know, just help them. No, God, he's your, he's God, he belongs to God too. He's God's creation because Jesus died for the world. He didn't just die for me because I gave my life to him. He died because I was a sinner. He died for everyone in the world. And so when we, when the love of God in us, begins to wax cold because we're, we've been offended by what somebody did or what somebody said or, or how somebody is treating or what you see them doing and God allowing them to get away with it, it causes the love that we have that we're, that we're supposed to be wrapped up in with God to, be, to wax cold. And when the love waxes cold, there's no passion, there's no drive, there's no desire to do better. It, it causes us to pull back. It causes us to sit and criticize. It causes us to, you know, to want to just, we pull back and we become like the world. We become like what the world does. We become, our ways begin to get twisted. We're, we're walking the straight line because we're redeemed. He saved us. He delivered us. He brought us in to this marvelous life. But when, when the love starts waxing cold because things aren't going the way we want them to go or we know that they should go, then we start adding little things on and saying, it's okay because I'm saved. I know Jesus. You know, he knows me, and it's okay. God forgive me. God forgive me. I'm getting ready to do this. I know this ain't right. And we can't do that if we're going to walk you know, in the love of God. And God is calling for us to walk. I believe for me, he's calling me to walk according to the word, according to his love and to love like him. He's conforming me to his way so that I can walk and love like him. So if I don't seek to get every nook and every cranny, everything that's not like him out, everything that's not like him, work on it daily, um, intentionally, intentionally go after it because I know this is going to hinder me from loving like God wants me to love. And I will. And when I begin to read the scripture, the Matthew, the 24th chapter, um, it, it went over everything that apostle was teaching, what he was saying 
on that night about the condition of the world, the fight, the, the killings. Um, the Black Lives Matters, the presidential situation, the White House situation, um, all the things that are the bombing. It went over all those things. And sometimes it amazes me that we as the people of God are reading the word. We know what the word says, but when these things come up, it it sh- kind of like shocks us and causes us sometimes to want to turn to the opposite side, not realizing that he already said these things were going to happen. And all he wants us to do is to love him and to seek him and find out what he wants us to do. Not my will, but your will be done. Um, God, what what do you want me to do in this situation? What do you want us to do? Um, Today I was thinking on the prophets. Okay. I was thinking on, not the prophets, on um, Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 11th verse, where it said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some um, evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And I know on this line, a lot of, most of us are in somewhere in that, the five-fold ministry calling. And um, um, the, the, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, um, the five-fold ministry has to have, has to have a, a root and a ground in God that love, that intercession, that communication, that fellowship, that intimacy with God so that when things happen, I'm not saying that any, nobody else should have it, but I'm saying as leaders, as those that are, are waiting for God or are assisting, God is giving us things to give to the body, to, to share with the people of God, um, to share with those that he's given us, you know, that he's giving us to, to help to become perfect, perfected in that that he's called us to. Don't watch it and allow iniquity to creep in. Offense, another word, iniquity, twistedness, offenses to creep in and settle there and say, okay, well, I'm not dealing with that. They just did me wrong. I'm not dealing with them anymore. If we allow that to settle in us, if we allow that to abound, if we allow that to grow, because if it's there and it's abounding, it's going to grow. If we allow that to grow, it will hinder us from being able to perfect, to bring to perfection or to, to um, uh, as the scripture said, in, I think it's the 12th verse in, in the fourth chapter, to, um, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. It will hinder us when we're trying to perfect people for the work of the ministry. Um, because even though we, we are giving them what they should do and how they should do it, their, our hearts are not perfect in it. And God is looking at our hearts. So the call to remember to seek God as to the love of God, not going, not waxing cold. Um, I was, uh, the, the, the love thing for me, and I think I, I shared this when we were talking that night of how the intercessor, if the intercessor is not walking in, in fellowship and in worship and in love with God, it's hard for you to pray for somebody. It's hard for you to intercede for somebody that you have a problem with or that you're talking about. You know, they might be going wrong. It's hard, but it's hard for you to intercede on behalf of them. If God were to lay it on your heart, the Father seeketh those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because when you worship, when we worship God in spirit and in truth, that means there's no limit to where we'll go when he says go. There's no limit to what we'll do when he says do it. I don't care what they did to you, what they did to me, how bad it hurt, what they shouldn't have done. 
When God says go, tell them, you go tell them. When God says go love them, you go love them. You know, but if we're not walking in fellowship with him with love, that love grows cold, we won't be able to do what God told us to do. We won't be able to give the word that God told us to give because we will add our word onto what God has said and eliminate what God is saying and give what, what we have, what we want them to have, or what we think they should have. Um, so the pureness of heart, my people, my people, um, loving the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, and your strength, loving him as to what Jesus said, I can do nothing on my own. I only do what I see my father doing. It's easy to creep up and do something that's not what God is doing because we've, you know, been it for a long time. We've done it for a long time, and this is the way we did it, so I know this is what God wants me to know. It's just being able to, to stay connected with God, stay connected with him to the point where, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Who do you want me to say it to? That person doesn't like black people. It's okay. That person doesn't like white people. It's okay. It doesn't matter what they like. Being able to see as God sees. So the iniquity abounding, um, the iniquity, because the iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. And I really, really, really believe for leaders, for apostles, for pastors, for um um, evangelists, for teachers, especially those of us that are pouring out to people to make sure that our hearts are pure, make sure that our agendas are correct. Deal with any of the issues that we have. You know, God, this is this is here. He already knows it. So God, this is here. What do you want? How do I do this? How do I how do I how do I get this off of me so that when you speak to me, I can go wherever you want me to go. I can say whatever you want me to say. I can move whatever you want me to do. How do I, free, how do I get freed from this? Um, and then show me. Psalms 139, and I, the last letter verses of it, says the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Show me my heart. I don't know my heart. The scripture says that my heart is desperately wicked. And sometimes we think our heart is, you know, okay. But God is saying, there are some things in you that I know that you don't know about yourself. So search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my, try me and know my ways and see if there be any wicked way in me. God already knows it, so reveal it to me so I will know what is in me. I can see the dirt. I can see that if you show me the dirt, mm -hmm. turn your light. Turn your light from heaven. The only thing with that song is that it says, turn the light from heaven on my soul. And when you find anything, God, you take it out and strengthen me. That's not scriptural. When he shows the light, shines the light on us, it's for us to take and say, no, I don't want this. This is not a part of God. This is not the way God wants me. When God shows me my way, it's not for me to say, well, God, you just made me like this, so it's okay because you made me like He didn't make us like this. He didn't make me wicked. He didn't make me twisted. It was life. It was sin that twisted me. It was um, it was situations that I got into that twisted my heart. And I need God to help me to acknowledge that this is wrong, and I need you to help me so I can turn from this and turn back to you. Uh, I'm not sure how how. Apostle, you wanted me to, to deal with this as regards to... You, you, you keep doing what you're doing. Just keep, just keep going. <laughs> just flow. Okay. Um, 
uh, I also, I, I was dealing with a lot of scripture, the intercession, because we were talking in the conversation that we had around table, we were talking about the interceder and the, where are the interceders and why aren't you interceding? And I think sometimes when people say that they're interceding, they're really praying. They're just really praying and asking God for um, for things. But the interceder is one that goes goes in on behalf of. Um, and I when when I, when for me when it's interceding when I go before God, I'm not going before God with what I see with you. I'm going before God as to what He sees about you. What is it that you see, God? Because I'm looking at it from this view, but I need to know what you're what you saying about this, what you're saying about this, and the situations in the world that is going on today. It's like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? And if you're not going to reveal to me what you're doing, tell me what you want. Where do you want me to stand in this? How do you want me to speak in this? Um, whenever anything disastrous happens, I always find the preachers or the pastors that I know are going to speak a sound, clear, not an emotional, what I think about it, what I feel about it, what my opinion It's not that I don't have an opinion, but I want to hear what God is saying through you to us. I want to hear Amen. what God is saying through you to us and, and keening up my discernment so that when you're speaking something that's from your flesh, I can know what's from your flesh and what's not. What's God, you know, and so because we will get on bandwagons with people that are talking all flesh, that are talking all their opinions, and their opinions are not based on the word. And then we end up in offense. We end up, you know, twisted. And then we find ourselves not being able to love, not being able to do what God told us to do because we have a hard time doing it. That's just hard. This is just hard. They, you, girl, you shouldn't be able to forgive like that because that's just hard. When the word told us to bless them, forgive, bless them, pray for them. So what's hard about that? I don't have an option. We don't have an option. When we're born of God, when we're born of the spirit, when we've been made a part of the body of Christ, and Christ lives in us, it's no more us. It's we don't have an option to do what we want to do. If you want to love God, if I want to love God, I'm going to. I'm going to turn. Okay, God, this is hard. Show me what to do. Show me what to do. Show me how to do this. I don't know how to do this, God. This is kind of hard for me, so help me. Not, well, God, this is just the way I am. This is going to take a little bit of time. No, God, right here I am. I surrender my body, my soul, my mind, and my spirit to you. When I hear something, I'm not going to go running with it. I'm going to say, okay, God, where is this? I'm going to weigh it out. I'm going to weigh it out. We're going to weigh it out. Okay, Lord, what are you saying? What's going on? Um, if I had Ephesians, the, intercess, the intercede, inter, intercession. Um, the Hebrews, the fifth chapter, um, was one of the, the scriptures that I also was dealing with when it came to us as um, the call of God in, in position, those that are seeking God to hear from him so that we can, you know, um, build the body of Christ, um, so that we can uh, – um, um, uh, be able to to build the body of Christ, to calm the people, to calm the spirit, to come and bring back to, you know, because we, we all need somebody when we rise up, when we find ourselves rising up, we need somebody to pull us back and say, okay, come on. I know, but come on, come back, come back. Um, Revelation talks about that in the third chapter. You know, we're sitting here, we're doing what we were supposed to do, but he's saying, I have one all against you. I have an all against you. You're looking at what they're doing, but I'm, I'm against you. 
So that's why God said, my people, called by my name, humble yourself, seek him, seek God um, for that. I did have a question um, I wanted to present. I wanted to see... Um, Well, I wanted to see if it is because I believe I believe that all of us are called to intercede on behalf because Jesus, you know, Jesus said that we are to pray for one, one we pray one for another, you know. So praying for one another, not that you get a car, that you get a house. I so love it that whenever I'm talking to a pastor, and if he hears anything, he jumps on it right then and say, "I want to pray for you right now," <laughs> and I just think that's just wonderful. I mean, I think it's wonderful that when you hear it. When he hears the rasping in my voice, he's like, I'm hearing something. Let me pray for you right now. And I'm like, oh, yes, because it's our job to make sure that each of us function in the way that we need to function so that when God, when the Lord wants to use us to do what we need to do, we're able to do it because we're helping helpers one to another. So the iniquity abounding, um, the love of God will, go, will grow cold. But in order to keep our love of God from growing cold, we have to stay close to him. We have to, like in marriage, um, if you're not staying close, there's no intimate time with your spouse, your love is going to grow cold. I don't care how much they buy for you. I don't care what they do for you. If you don't take the time to spend time with your spouse, your love is going to grow cold. And you may not even see it because you think you're going through the motions. And that's how it can be with us with God. We go through the motions so much to the point where when, it, when the spirit of God has left it, when the heart of, of God has left it, we're still going and thinking that it's okay. I'm going to let you go, let it go, at the end, and let you take it, Pastor. <laughs> well, you were going to ask us a question, weren't you? I was, but I don't see it. Um <laughs> Uh, this is, does the seek of God this is what I wanted to ask when I was a young girl um, Matthew the 6th chapter in the 32-33 verse where it says seek ye the Lord while he may be found call ye upon him while he is near um, call upon him Seek the, no that's in Isaiah but the seeking the Lord seeking the Lord um, was something that was pushed on us as um, believers in, in the apostolic faith that I was brought up under, um, the seeking of the Lord. And I'm just wondering if that scripture means anything. What does it mean to us in our walk with God? We've progressed. We've gotten to this point, you know. So does that scripture still mean what it, what the word says it means for us today in this time right now that we're walking in? And my walk, okay, with the level of my walk, where your walk is with God, does that mean as much to you, those that are on the line, if someone wants to talk about that, seeking God? Well, let's open it up, thanks to God, and uh, let's, uh, let's respond. I mean, the word still means what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, some things have happened in the church, though, that have changed. Uh, mm-hmm. a, part of, a part of the seek in church in the 70s involved the use of the altar that almost is non-existent in this day. Mm-hmm. And there, and there's also not the emphasis from the pulpit on seeking God. We're talking about a lot of things. 
but we're mm-hmm. really not discussing the importance of seeking God. And if I can, if I can add to that a little bit, just deviate slightly. Um, when you're talking about prayer, I think that as Christians today, we really don't understand the power that we have in prayer. You know, um, we're called a few things in Scripture. We're called the light of the world. We bring illumination. We're called the salt of the earth. We're the preservative. We're, you know, the power, the keeping power while the Holy Ghost is within us. But we don't apply the power that we have when it comes to the circumstances and situations of the world. We are more of it than we are simply in it now. And so we have the same reaction to the things that happen in life that the world does because we've lost some things. And I believe that, you know, is in conjunction with the fact that we don't seek God the way that we used to or the way that we were taught to. Amen. Good. Good. I don't want to, I don't want to facilitate this. So um, to all the saints on the call, uh, uh, Varen, would you go ahead and facilitate and, and we have, uh, I'm just going to mention names because you may not be able to see who's on the call. Yeah. We have Apostle Shank, we have Dr. Shaw, we have uh, Pastor Dezine, and, of course, uh, uh, Prophet Roslyn. All of us are on the call. So um, so, so go ahead, Saints. Amen. Go ahead, Amen. Uh, Darren. There's a question uh, to us and or feedback or comments concerning what's been shared. Yeah, it's been shared also. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Dr. Shaw. God bless you. Um, I I really appreciate what was spoken tonight. I think it was most profound uh, because I I see it as totally true as far as what God is expecting out of us and Mm -hmm. how we should love one another and prove that love and what God wants us to do uh, when we pray for each other or when we're speaking to others and how we react to others. And we really do have to be careful how we voice our own opinions. It's really uh, not up to us, like the sister said, like uh, um, Sister Lacey said, it's not up to us, and we have no options. And I think um, uh, when you when you came off with the uh, scripture in Matthew 24 and 12 um, mm-hmm. and began to talk about um, iniquity waxing cold, the love of waxing cold, Another thing I thought about, the scripture that came to mind was um, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, uh, because it's about mindset. It's about having that mindset, and where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, and, and he's talking to us, the saints, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable under God, which is your reasonable service. It's just what's the reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but yes. be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may yes. prove what is that good and acceptable and yes. purpose, I'm sorry, perfect will of God. And it is his will that we show that love. It is his will that we be made perfect in him. It is his will that when we speak to others, we look for that perfection. We have to have that spirit of perfection. The mindset has to be a spirit of perfection has to come forward. We're not 
caught up into the traditions of this world. We have to be transformed from that. We're not caught up into religiosity and and all of the traditions of the world. Uh, We're in a different mindset from that. And when she spoke about uh, Ephesians 4 and 11 and the fivefold ministry, it is uh, a part of our purpose. The principles that God has given us as leaders are to be able to set that example and to, and to show that perfection and help others get there. And it's something that is not, not because we may not be there yet, and, and of course we are not there yet, and as long as we're down here, we're going to continue to work toward that mark uh, perfection. But as we do it, we have to be careful that we don't offend others and don't let those things that are fleshly thoughts and things to uh, creep in uh, because we cannot be effective. Another thing is uh, when we pray for others, we want to make sure we come with a a pure heart and a clean mind and and that our spirit is right. It's the same as when you're preaching to those uh, in the world and out of the world, all those in the spirit. Whoever we're speaking to, it's got to come from God in the first place. We have to go to God and ask him what it is that the people need to hear. What is it that they need to hear in his word? Uh, What words should we speak to them? And our hearts have to be pure. Our hearts and minds have to be uh, 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 as perfect as we can get it. Uh, The same with intercessory prayer. So we were called Mm -hmm. prayer warriors back in my day and um, back then. And we had intercessory corporate prayer as well as individual prayer, but it's the same thing, the same principle, the same concept, the same process. We have to go to God in prayer to know what to bring, what to do for the people and how to pray on their behalf and not ours, on their behalf as far as their needs are concerned. Not always what they want, but it's what they need. God always gives us what we need, not everything we want, but he gives us what we need. And so the question what does that mean brought me to you were speaking um uh, sister Lacey, about matthew 6 and it's matthew 6 and 33 uh seek him first right the kingdom of god and his righteousness and 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 and, and it, it blends into that first scripture of um second chronicles 7 and 14 uh because if they humble if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek my face. Well, I think when Matthew 6 and 33 comes back and say, seek him first, seek Seek him. him. We have to seek him, look for him, just like the woman with the issue of blood. She she wasn't trying to just uh, uh, get all up on him like that. She was trying to, if she could just touch the the hem of his garment, if we can even just get close to him to that point that we can hear what he Mm -hmm. has to say to us, that we can see his face. I remember we used to go you know, when you when you tarry for the Holy Spirit, you would go into the room and they call it the tarrying session. You had to tarry, and 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 what I and I was a part of that. But I would tell those persons to look for His face, seek Him, see if you can see Him, look for Him in your crying out toward Him. See him as he is. See him. Feel him. You've got to be able to touch the hem of his garment. So you've got to get close enough to be mm-hmm. able to communicate with him, to commune with him. It's about communicating with him. When you're seeking his face, you've got to be able to. Uh, it, it's not that we're going to actually see him face to face on that level I'm talking about on a 
spiritual basis to be able to seek him. And, and yes, using the altar, seeking him, going to the altar. If it's your closet, if it's your upper room, you got to get on your knees and seek him first. Him, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in righteousness is love. In righteousness is all the love that God has from your mind to your soul to your spirit. All that love, agape love, all that love has to be there in your heart to go after him, to seek him, and then you'll be able to be most effective with others. That's what brought to my mind. That is, it is, um, this is is, um, Prophet Maddie, Maddie Shaw? Yes. God bless you, Dr. Shaw. Yeah, Dr. Shaw. It it is um it is most what you were saying when I heard what you were saying and I'm looking and I'm writing down the renewing of the mind, the love, and I keep thinking about Psalms, uh Psalms uh, the twenty seventh the twenty seventh um Psalm where it says, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that yes. will I speak after. I'm gonna yes. go after going to intentionally go after um, to behold the beauty of the Lord. No, one thing if I desire the Lord, that will I seek after. Yes. Uh, yes. I want to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I want to see his face. I'm not asking him, give me a house, give me a car. He's already promised me all these things. He's right. already given me. He's already given me fullness of life. He's given me a roof over my head. He's given me, he said in the sixth chapter of Matthew that you were speaking of, you know, that we brought up. Yes. Um, that God has given us all of this. And one thing about what I'm seeing as being leader, being a leader, um, yes. being a leader is, you got, it's like being a mother. Um, you've got to put your, your problems, your situations, you've got to give those to God. You have to know how to give those to God so that when someone else comes up with a need that's just like yours, you you don't have a car, but they have a need, and you're saying, God, my sister, you know, you're bringing them before God. You're wholeheartedly bringing not saying, well, God, I don't have one, so bless me first and then bless them. No, God, this is my sister. You, I've already given it to you. You know what I need. You said you could provide. So I'm going to believe you, and now I'm going to bring you my sister. I'm bringing you my brother. I come on behalf of my brother. And I'm bringing you the pain of my brother. God, I got pain, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have needs, too. But I'm bringing, being able to lay it aside like Christ did for us. You know, the scripture said that he didn't think it, he didn't think it, you know, a, a, a wrong thing for him to to be humbled as a, a, in the earthen body, in the earthen vessel. He was God almighty in the flesh. And he could have said, no, I'm, I'm not born in that sinful flesh, no. But he didn't think of it like that. He just said, they need me. They need, so I need for them to be connected to me as I created them from the beginning. So he went and he did it. And so we, we have to do that. We have to condition ourselves. The song kept coming to me that I often find myself when I'm praying or when I know I'm going to talk to people or, or in my day, um, that Yolanda Adams sang a long time, one of her first albums says, before I tell them, Lord, please tell me. Before I reach out to them, Lord, reach out to me. How can I lead where I've not been? How can I show if I don't know? Before I tell them, Lord, tell me. 
And he was, the song for me was not saying, God, show me them. It was saying, Lord, show me me. Show me areas in my life that are just like them. And it might not be the same situation, but it's the same spirit that's driving it. And you've given me the authority and you've given me the power. I'm walking in the power and the authority. And I'm able to, to keep this thing, you know, I'm able to do this. So show me me where you have me at. Help me to deal with my flesh. Help me to deal with my situation so that when I go to them, I won't, um, I won't give them the ugly part of what I'm dealing with. I will give them the God part of what I'm dealing with so that they can move forward, not be stuck in it like, I, like, I, like the enemy wants me to think that I am. So um, the mind thing and loving cut, the, the mind, being renewed in the spirit of our mind will cause us to want what God wants, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yes. what he desires, to desire what he desires, not to desire, because um, I, I stated this the other night, um, the desires of our heart. Uh, what is it in Psalms 37 where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of our heart, of your heart. The desires of my heart will always be the desires of God's heart because I've given him my heart, my soul, my mind, and my body, and all my strength. So all I want is what he wants. Mm-hmm. I want what he wants. Amen. And so when I present myself like that, he's going to give me the desire to be able to fulfill his desire for me or for the world through me, and he's going to give it to me, and I'm going to reap the benefits of it. I always say with, with um, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yeah. and all these things will be added unto you. The things that God adds to us is, the, yeah. is those things that he needs to be, he, he desires and he planned and purposed so that we would be able to reach others. And as we're reaching others, he's blessing us to reap the benefits of it. Right. And dealing with single people and de- dealing with singles, you know, that want to be married, and you know, I do my husband, and I get a husband, I'm doing this, and I'm like, listen, when you get a husband, the desire of God is that that husband is not just for you. That husband is for purpose. You All just right. need the benefit yeah. of having him. Right. <laughs> Amen. Say that. That wife is for purpose of God. Pearl. You're just reaping the benefits of having them. Mm. You get a car, you get a door, you get a hood, you get air conditioning. That was just commodities that they had. All they could have given you was just wheels and a steering wheel and doors. But because you got the car, they've added in benefits to having this car. Um, the other thing that I was thinking in, in my thinking in my, my mind in regards to physician, I really, really was honing in, and the Lord was giving me to hone in on the fact that. I've called you, you know, I've called you. Um, and the position that I've called you, you've got to be able to stand up under the weight of, of the enemy that wants to seek to destroy you because you're standing up. You're building people. You're pouring into people. So the enemy wants to get you. So if you don't deal with you and you're trying to help your brother, he's going to get you because you didn't deal with you. Mm. I didn't deal with me. If I didn't deal with me, if I have a fornicating spirit or I have an adulterous spirit and I'm trying to help you, if I've been divorced and I haven't been delivered from the pain of that divorce, if I haven't been delivered so that there's no bitterness in me because of that divorce, when I go to talk to anybody else that's dealing with a divorce, I will add on the bitterness to them. I might help them, but they will get some bitterness in there too. 
and then they will be free on one hand, but then bound on the other. Mm. So I have to deal with me so that when I deal with you, I don't give you any anything. Um, it's like putting food on a plate. It's putting a, a nice piece of cake on the plate. It looks beautiful, but around the edges of the plate, on the edges of the plate, you got um, you got something that's contaminated that will hurt your body. The cake is okay, but the outside of the cake, the outside of the plate, has got something on it that's still contaminated, and then you will feel the effect of it. So we we um, as a fivefold ministry, I, I want to say that because that's what's been ringing in my head all day today. We as a fivefold ministry have to lay before God, seek God, spend inter- intimate time with God. Had they stood in my counsel, that's what one of the um, the scriptures says. Had they stood in my counsel, then they would have known. I stand in your counsel, God. I lay before you. I walk with you. I talk with you. I acknowledge you in all my ways. I'm acknowledge you. I'm seeking to be intentional. God, what do you have me today? What's the plan, the plan for today? What is it that I need to know? Mine is God give me hindsight, insight, foresight. Because I don't know what I'm going to do today. I don't know who I'm going to meet today. But you know, and you know what they need. So, um, yes, the renewing of the mind will help us to love God, to continue to love God. Um, and continue to walk with him and be able to be able to use the one of the scriptures I think I want to just give and then just um um we can go ahead and close because I know it's usually about nine o'clock. But one of the scriptures um that I also had been reading uh no I read a couple of them but the the hour cometh now and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit, in truth, and in truth. The true worshipers, the Matthew, Matthew 24 talks about the false prophets coming, and you see all the prophetic stuff going on around. And some of it's not God. It's um, divination dressed yes. up like prophet, prophet, prophecy. And divination yes. dressed up like prophecy. Mm. And uh, um, the, the, when the scripture says the true worshipers, meaning if he's saying it will come when the true worshiper, that means there are false worshipers too. The Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father seeking for those. He's seeking for those. Everybody crying, Lord, Lord, is not, not going to enter in. And their heart, because of the heart situation. Not because of what they're doing, because they were created to do that. They were anointed before the foundation of the world to do that. But the heart situation is going to separate us from God. So keeping our hearts pure before God, asking God to renew our minds, asking God to search us, but then not letting him find it and take it out. Let us find it and then pray and get this thing out. The altars in the church, the other thing, um, uh, Dr. Shaw, that you were saying um, that caught me was the altars. I came up on the altar. I came up on every Friday night. I came up noonday prayer. Every noonday prayer, we were on the altar. We were laying. We were calling on mm-hmm. Jesus. I came up on that to this day, even though it you know, we learned that, you know, we didn't have to do that. But it's a foundation that I will never regret. I will never say that I shouldn't have had to do that. Because it gave me an adjustment 
It gave me a deep root that will never leave me. It will never leave me. Yes, a foundation that will never leave me. But what I've learned as the years have gone on, even with the church, and I love laying out on the floor at min- in church, in ministries, being able to just lay out before God and just pray. And I found out that in praying, um, there are a lot of people that believe that we, we shouldn't be crying out to God. We shouldn't be laying out crying out to God. All we got to do is name it and claim it. All we got to do is ask mm-hmm. and God's going to give it. You know, um, and when I listen to them and I'm saying, okay, well, Jesus said men are always to pray and not faint. So where do you come up with that? You know, it's like you're saying God is a, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, um, uh, what do you call it? Sugar daddy. God, I want this. Give me this. Lord, give me this. I want this. Give me this. Lord, give me this. Thank you. Yeah, God bless me, you know. But the laying out before God and being able to cry out to God, there are things that are in me, in us all that we don't know about or that we don't have the strength to get over. But the scripture says that with moans and groans, the spirit maketh utterance where our weaknesses are. And God is pulling it. He's bringing deliverance through that. He's bringing deliverance through my just laying out before him and crying, not knowing what I'm crying about. But the spirit makes intercession. So you will never tear me away. And and anybody that's struggling with anything, they can say, okay, I went and they prayed for me and I got slain on the floor. I'm delivered. If you don't lay out before God and cry out before God like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if it be possible that this go pass, those things are going to plague you. So there has to be a cry out for this sinful flesh that still wants to rise and do its thing. In prayer. Um, but the doctors, the specialty is the thing that God was really, the Lord was really dealing with today. The specialty of us, like I said, as being called of God for, I'm not saying everybody, nobody else, but being called of God to make sure that we keep ourselves. Idolatry was one of the things that comes from um, iniquity abounding because we would start thinking about ourselves and wanting people to praise us, wanting people to hold us up and wanting people to, you know, glorify us. And we won't even know that we're doing it because it will become a norm, just like Satan. You know, I will exalt myself. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yes, and God does this through me, you know. And so the love for people, it doesn't matter. When we get like that, it begins to be like we don't care about people. It doesn't matter what you take or how you feel. It doesn't. I don't like to use the word care because I do care. And so if I say I don't care, that's, that's not, for me, that's not a good I might not be concerned with it at the time, but I do care. And right now my care is saying I, I'm not concerned with that right now. Um, we have to care. We have to be moved with compassion. And the only way we're going to be moved with compassion in the situations that we're coming up against and the people that we're going to be placed around and the spirits that we're going to have to deal with is to lock ourselves in with intimacy with God. So when he moves, we move. When he shifts, we shift, you know, Um um, and that that is the really really the objection the object is caught up in the adultery the adulterous worship the adulterous worship because everybody wants somebody to say yeah that's the one yeah that's the one oh yeah that's the one yeah that's the one no God is the one there's only one and it's the living God that is the one Amen Amen. It is now. Not unless anybody else has if anybody has any questions that they want to ask to clarify anything that I may have said. Um I'm open. Or to expound, you know, 
and unless the apostle is ready to shut close it down. No, no, no. Uh, give them opportunity to speak. They they want to speak. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank God for the uh, word that has gone forth, the sharing um, that has gone forth. Um, I also thought about uh, if my people that are called by my name and also about uh, Psalm 51, mm-hmm. where it, it, it was his people that were doing the sinning. It made me think about when you were saying yeah. that uh, we tried to try to label the biggest sins always fornication, adultery, mm-hmm. all those things, but it was that those little white lies would take you to hell too, just as fast mm-hmm. some of the other ones because he said a liar would not tarry before him and he said the uh, fornicated adulterers, he'll deal with them himself, so he's gonna handle that personally. So we definitely have no say. But I just thought about Psalm fifty one that, you know, our sins are, are before God. Sometimes we can hide them from man, but we definitely mm-hmm. cannot hide them from God. So um, it, it's, uh, it, it's daily, you know, um, observation of, of what it is that, that we're yeah. doing on a daily basis, you know, those uh, little things, those little things that love a whole lot. So we just have to be ever careful um, when we're doing something, when we're thinking about something. Is, is that you, Lord? Is this the way I should uh, this is is this the, the right street I should be going down? So I, I just thank God for the information you shared. I also thought about where you were saying um, how uh, back in the day that you you know we were cheering on on the altar. Now something that I I've noticed is that um, some of us who have um, maybe left the the strict holiness church, if, if you will. Um, that that come out with the the Holy Ghost. That's that's how we got it with the Tyrians. And I think mm-hmm. uh, some of the people today, it, it's taking them a little bit longer to get in. Sometimes I'd be wondering, do we need to go back to the Tyrian? We say it doesn't take all that, <laughs> but maybe yeah. sometimes, um, maybe as a uh, maybe our persuasion, our culture, we're so used to being so emotional. To, to get mm-hmm. stuff, that's maybe the way that we have to receive it. I mean, it's not the way it, it has to be done, but I'm not seeing uh, people with the evidence like they should. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Can, can I give the, can I give a Griffin uh, interpretation of, of uh, uh, Pastor Charlton's tongues? You wonder if they are filled. <laughs> can I be stopped? Okay, let me stop. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh gosh! I'm sorry. You want you, you 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 forgive forgive me. I mean, I I, I wonder if no, so bad. No, I I, 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 I agree. You wonder. I agree. You, you want to yeah. be more field these days. Yeah. I, my mm. thing is this. This is how I um. There was um certain issues sometimes. Um, places where I've been and just hearing people and get down to pray and you hearing them pray and you hear the tongues and uh. I'm not an R&B listener. I don't deal with R&B, but because I have children and because I've worked in workplaces, I've heard music. And Michael Jackson has a song that, um, I don't know what the song is, but there's a part in there where it it mumbles something like, I'm okay, my mama, my moosa, or something. And I would hear this person praying, and every time they would pray and they would speak in tongues, I would hear, I was like, that's Michael Jackson. That kind of sounds like Michael Jackson. And I think it's because 
it's because we we've seen a lot of the comedy, a lot of the so-called Christian comedy that mm-hmm. that marks the tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the Christian comedy. Um, say what you want to say, you know. For me. It's not a good thing because it will put you in a place where you're thinking that you're speaking something that God has given you and you're you're only speaking something that came from your spirit because you were listening. This is what you've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I totally I totally agree with the for me the laying down on the altar, even though like I said, we don't do the, the tarrying anymore, the G G G G G G G just so you give it the Holy Ghost. The laying before God to the place where what I what I feel I can't with words. So let me just moan. Let me just cry. Let me just lay here before you, knowing that you hear the voice. God hears the voice of my cry. Mm-hmm. When I'm praying and I'm crying, people look at me saying, oh, something must be wrong. But God knows the voice of my cry. And most of the time when I'm crying, I'm not crying about me or something I need because I'm already, you know, taken care of. I'm in the presence of God and anybody that I have met. When I get into the presence of God in prayer, anybody that I have met that has a situation comes up in my prayer. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. And I don't have to say a word. But that's where my heart. So the laying before God, just the praying and just the crying out to God and not knowing anything to say, because that's, that's how I got saved. When I first got saved and get, I went to the church and walked in the church and got to the church and got up on the choir stand where nobody could be around me and got on my knees. I didn't know what to say. I just knelt there, and I, I, tears were coming down my eyes. The mother, one of the mothers came up to the choir and came next to me, and she said, that's okay, baby. You don't have to know what you just cry. He hears. He knows what you're crying for. Just, just she said, and just open your mouth and just say thank you, Jesus. Just say thank you. If you don't know anything mm-hmm. else, just say thank you. And the tears were just rolling down my eye. I knew there was something, but I didn't know what it was. I was hurting. There was something that I couldn't express in words. And the she said, just say thank you, Jesus. And learning, she she gave me the 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 um, security of knowing that he knows what you're crying for. He knows what your tears are for. Each tear, God knows. And I think if people knew this, if, if the generation that's coming up knew this, that you could cry before the Lord and not feel like, well, I know God hears me, and I believe by faith that he hears me, he's got my so I shouldn't have to answer. Y'all I said, you shouldn't be asking God for the same thing over and over again. And I was like, the reason I, if I come and ask again is because my flesh is bothering me. And my flesh is saying, no, God can't do it. So I have to open my mouth and say, God, this is what your word said. And I'm believing you for it to kill that in my flesh that's telling me that God won't. I already know that he heard me the first time. But my flesh will rise and say, no, God, you know, God's not going to do it. God's not going to do it. And I'm hurting and I don't know anything else. So I'm going to go back and say, okay, God. I'm believing you for this, and I'm, you know, Lord, you said in your word, blah, 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 blah. If he already knows, why are you asking? Because I need to open my mouth and say, God, I need you. He needs to hear me open my mouth against my flesh, against what my desire is, against what I feel, the pain that I'm going through with this one or that one or what this one did. He needs to, to for me to open my mouth and to release it from my flesh so my flesh won't have any charge over me. But Praise the Lord. There's one scripture, Apostle, I would like to read before, if anybody else wants to say anything, or if you were finished. I'm sorry. I we jumped in there with that tongue thing. So were you finished? Did you have any more you wanted to say? Are you referring to me? 
Um, the, sister, the sister that was speaking. Oh, Pastor Denine. Oh, Pastor Denine. God bless. Did you want to continue? No. no, no. <laughs> okay. God bless. Um, <clears throat> Apostle, anyone else? Yes. yes. Uh, I believe that uh, you have to have a heart filled with love. Love yes. for God's people, for all people. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. your ministry is in vain because you mm-hmm. have not you have not met mm-hmm. the condition that would attract God's desire to heal or deliver or bring salvation. Whatever is necessary, it must be yeah. done in love. In love, that's the key. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Satan is trying to get us from. He's trying to distract us from the love. Because we won't be able to fulfill God's purpose if we're distracted from the love. And so his desire is to get us to looking at what others are doing or looking at what we lack and what we don't have. And, you know, just say, you know what, well, all right, well, we'll just wait. Well, maybe God didn't need for me to do it. But the third um, chapter of Revelation, um, and it is the... I'm good. It says the first verse. It says um, to the angel of the church of Sardis, right? These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Wake up! Strengthen what remains um, and is about to die. For I found your deeds unfinished. In the sight of my God, remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast. When you first got saved, you know, this is not in Scripture, but when you first got saved, when we first got saved, when we first come to know the Lord, we had a love for God. We had to have a love for God. And if we don't watch it, it will wax cold. It will begin to wax cold. But it has to be renewed. Like we were saying before, with the renewing of our mind, we have to renew it daily. God, I love you. And not just I love you, remembering that he loves me. And when I remember how much God loves me, when we can remember what God lo- how much God loves us, it will cause us to want to love him the more. Well, it will cause me to want to love him the more. Um, and it would cause me to be able to not hold on to the guilt or the shame or the pain of the past, but just knowing that he loves me and just knowing that he's with me no matter what. He's going to be with me. He's going to do. He's going to help me. He's going to cause me to see what I need to see. He's going to give me direction. He's going to give me instruction. He's going to give me what I need, and if it doesn't come the way I want it, he is still doing it. So I just want to encourage the leaders, um, those that are on this, online on the line to the, tonight, to renew each day, renew our love for for Him, um, renew our passion and our drive for Him. God, I want to love you. I want to love you like you love me. One of the things that I did say in the past in the um, um, wrong table before was God has given us love. He has given us all. He has given us all that that um, he is going to give us. Now he wants us to give. He wants us to give him all of us. He wants all of us. He doesn't want us to hold anything from him. And that's what I. For me, it's like God is saying, "I want all of you. 
I don't want an inch of you to have any tie that's not of me in any area of your life. I want all of you to wear. If I say drop it, you'll drop it. If I say leave it, you'll leave it. If I say go get it, you'll go get it because I have all of you. Because I gave you all of me. I so love the world that I gave you. I gave to you. Now I need you to give to me. Paul said it like this. Um, He's pursuing that that has apprehended him. He is pursuing it to apprehend it. God has apprehended me. He's got his arms wrapped around me tight. And my arms are standing out stretching. God is saying, I'm waiting for you to wrap your arms around me. You know, you ever get a hug from somebody, you hug them, wrap your arms around, and they stand with their arms hanging straight down? God is saying, I want you to take your arms and wrap your arms around me. I got you. You got me. God bless. God bless you. Amen. Can we say praise the Lord? Can we say thank God? Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That was a um, a well-balanced meal. We thank the Lord. Amen. For, amen, our facilitator tonight. I, I, uh, I teach our instructor, amen, tonight. Amen. Varen Lacey. Amen. I can just see, amen, uh, you right now moving uh, in the altar call and and prophesying and casting out uh, uh, demons and people getting healed and saved. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Wonderful teaching. Wonderful instruction. She asked us a question, Amen, about uh, the seeking. And uh, so um, uh, very well, Amen, explaining, Amen, what God is looking for. Amen. That everything he gives for us, Amen, is, Amen, for his purpose. Amen. The desires of our heart are, Amen, to complete, Amen, our assignments, our purpose. Amen. Amen. So many things, Amen, we could say. And uh, we thank God, amen, for you, woman of God. We really appreciate, amen, uh, this call tonight and everybody's uh, feedback. I thank the Lord, amen. While you were, there's a lot more I can say. I'm not going to, I don't have time to uh, uh, say it. But while you were talking, amen, I was looking on this uh, board, what we call the, I don't know what they call this, the log who's on. And I said, well, thank God for this team. That's on, Amen. Everybody that's on, and I thank God, Amen, for all of you and what you all bring, Amen, into, Amen, the kingdom and um, the giftings, the calls, the uh, the way, Amen. God is using you all, and and I want to encourage, Amen, everybody, uh, just to go forth. I think um, um, Pastor Neen and I were at the uh, women's uh, conference here in Cleveland. I think the the word was, uh, if you remember this uh, passage name from uh, Pro- Apostle Anita, was momentum. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and I, I'm taking it out of context, but I can just see a spiritual momentum, amen, in amen, the release tonight. Amen. So uh, we thank God, amen, for everybody. Amen. Thank God for you, uh, uh, Varen. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It was very, ed- very edifying. Very edifying. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, we're going to uh, remember uh, this Saturday night at 8 o'clock, we have a prayer. Come on the uh, prayer line. And um, also next um, 
Next Thursday, we'll be back uh, on uh, the Apostles Roundtable. Look for the notification on Facebook. And uh, we appreciate, amen, everybody uh, that's on the call. Amen. Thanking God uh, for whoever that was. Amen. Guest 8 that came on, went off. Charles 8854 came on and came off. Uh, thanking God, I think, for Apostle King that just got on. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless you, Dr. Griffin. I haven't amen. had an opportunity to speak, amen, to her since she was in Ohio, and that's been a, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I've been hearing a little there, but it's good to hear your voice, woman of God. We thank the Lord yeah, for Varen, amen, releasing, amen, tonight. So, Varen, amen, I want you to do this, amen, please. Just take uh, maybe, uh, 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 this is not a test, uh, take uh, a minute two minutes or less, and just summate, uh, give it a summation. Summate. Uh, okay, amen. <laughs> what amen you received? <laughs> <laughs> amen, you, know, you, know what I, you know what I mean. Go ahead. <laughs> that oh, wasn't no, wrong, Lou. I know. Sorry. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. <laughs> Thank God, you, thank God you're far away. Far away. Spirit of perfection. That was spirit of perfection. That's all. Thank God that you're not a Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And when you do that, when you do that, Varen, uh, then please release us. Okay. Amen. Um, the 24th chapter of Matthew, the 12th verse. Um, uh, oh, come on, Varen. Because iniquity shall abound. The love of many will wax cold. Um, Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 11th verse, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, um, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Um, We cannot allow the uh, iniquity, the hidden things, the crooked things, the wicked things that are the things that are twisted, um, they've been straight, but because of pain, because of hurt, because of rejection, somehow they got twisted, and we didn't recognize that they were twisted, and we were we are walking in error to God's word, and it will keep us from being able to perfect the saints as God has called us to perfect them. Um, so we have to deal with our love toward God because the enemy wants to get our love because he knows if he gets our love, if he gets iniquity abounding, meaning staying there, settling there, just woven into the grains of our life, he will have us not able to to be able to be productive as God has called and has ordained for us to be. Um, The things that are going on in the world, the conditions that are going on in the world. God already knew it before it was going to happen, and he already gave us foretell of it. He has the answers. So we have no reason to allow offenses to come and settle in. Yes, offense will come, and it will hit us, but we have a God that we love and that loves us and will give us the grace to be able to deal with every offense that comes to the, to the point where it won't even be an offense. Things will happen. It won't be. Um uh, let's see, intercession, the love of God, loving God enough to want to know God's heart, 
in a matter that we're praying for or that we're dealing with, um, not going in on our own and adding our own opinion, adding our own thoughts, making sure that what we speak is what God is speaking, making sure we lay before God, we spend time with God intimately with God um, to the point where we know him and he's able to, to, to get us as he's seeking worshipers. Um, renewing of our mind each day. We're not, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is out to get us all. But um, the enemy is after us because we have, the, we have the string that helps the body of Christ to function in the way that God desires for it to function. Um, so um, not letting iniquity abound so that, so that our love won't wax cold. And we will be able to love whoever God sends and whatever the situation, the way God loves, God wants them to be seen, the love to be seen in them. Was that okay, Apostle? It sounds good. That sounds great. Amen. Wonderful. Okay. And I just wanted Amen. to give a summation, and uh, then you can release us. And uh, Amen. Amen. Please Amen. release us in prayer. Thank in you. Prayer. Okay. You're welcome. Um, thank you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for this roundtable discussion tonight. We thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes and opening our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto us, Lord. We thank you for strengthening us. We thank you for bringing clarity. We thank you, Lord, for bringing bringing it back to our remembrance, the things that you desire of us. God, we thank you that when we leave, off of this call, we will be motivated to seek you for your will and for your purpose. We will, we will desire to seek you for a walk with you that, um, that we have not had before and that our prayer life will increase in our relationship with you, not for men to see, but the times that men aren't seeing, that we will seek you and that we won't let our love we won't let iniquity abound. We will look for it. We will look for you to show it to us, and we won't run away from it because you didn't run away from us. Thank you, Lord, for holding us when you show us what we are, what we have in us, and what needs to be removed, and giving us your grace to cover us as you help us to be released from every iniquity, every sin, every wickedness, every um, self opinionated thing, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you that they, the sick are healed tonight. Those whose bodies are um, back with pain are going through situations, that they are healed tonight according to your word. According to your word, Lord, we declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for mighty and great things that are to come. We thank you for opportunities and doors opening. We thank you for financial blessings. We thank you for healing and deliverance, God. We thank you for those that we meet, that they will feel your love, that they will see your love, and your light will shine in dark places. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. God bless. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Good night.
One day. One day. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.